Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. Really glad to have you along with us today. Got a great message planned as we look at another one of the radical sayings of Jesus Christ. We've heard it so often, it may not surprise us, we may lose the impact of it, but it really is a powerful message that he gives and one we need to take to heart. So welcome. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you'll join us. We come here every day to get in the Word of God. I hope you'll join us every day as we allow the Word of God to transform us bit by bit, day by day, because that's what it can do. It's powerful. Yesterday, we saw that Jesus was the, the bread of life, the true bread that comes down out of heaven. Well, not only that, there are seven I am statements about Jesus where he uses metaphors to describe himself. And look at this one that we want to see today. I Jesus, again, spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, verse 12. Have you ever walked in darkness? I mean, think for a moment. Have you ever been in a really dark place? I know with me, sometimes, you know, I'm, well, in my own house or maybe in in a uh, hotel or something, a strange, a different place, and it's dark and you need to get up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, and you're you're going to be unsure, you're going to walk slowly, afraid, you don't want to stub a toe, you don't want to bang into some furniture, you don't want to you know, hurt yourself. So you walk very cautiously and very carefully. It's always nice when you have a little bit of light to see. I remember once there was, there was this cave system near our house here and called, and, and um, Olentangy Caverns. And years ago, I might've only been a teenager or something, but it's left a big impression on me because we went down into the cave and the guide said, he's going to turn off the light. And sure enough, he turned it off, and, and it was so dark, you couldn't see your hand if it was one inch in front of your nose. Oh, my goodness. That You, you didn't want to move. You didn't want to take a step. You didn't want to shift weight on your feet. It was so dark. It was scary dark. I mean, that was pitch black, no light whatsoever. And indeed, to be in darkness, that's not good. Who wants to walk around in darkness? You can't be secure. You can't know where you're going. You, you, you don't know over what you're going to stumble. And indeed, you stumble and you don't even realize what caused it. Jesus said, this is the condition of humanity. Naturally speaking, this is how people are living. They don't even realize what they're stumbling over. There are spiritual forces, demonic forces, that are affecting their lives, and they don't even realize it because they're in the darkness. But Jesus said he's the light of the world, and he can turn the light on for us, and he can change the way you and I live our lives. You and I are now walk in the light. We're to have confidence. We're to know what's going on. We're to be enlightened. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's look at a little bit more about what this means the light of the world. And we're going to go back to the very beginning of the book of John, and we'll start with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing has come into being that has come into being. This, of course, we know is speaking about Jesus. 
And we, and we know this in verse 14. It says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld its glory. Glories of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. So this word that was with God and was God from the very beginning. Not, not Jesus didn't come into being. He's always been. He took on flesh back there in Bethlehem and 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 actually when he's conceived in Mary's womb up in Nazareth, he took on flesh, but he was not, he's always been. He is the eternal one. All things came into being through him. The world and everything that is was created through Jesus. He is the he's he's it. He's it, my friends. He's he's the center of it all. He's the Lord of it all. But then it goes on to say this: In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Wow. We saw yesterday that you and I must receive life from an outside source. We don't have it in and of ourselves. We're going to feed ourselves, so we receive life and energy, shall we say, from the food we eat. But it says of Jesus, in him was life. And in John 5, I believe verse 26, it says of the Father, in him was life. Life comes from God. You know, scientists are always wondering, how did life start? And they'll go anywhere but the obvious. Well, the obvious is life came from God. All life comes from previous life, with one exception, the life of God, because God has always been, and life is in God. And so he, has, he is life, and his life is the light, of, is the light for us. The, li- the life of God is meant to light up you, your life, to give you life, to give you light. He goes on, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This word comprehends, it's an interesting one. Here it says comprehend, but other other translations say empower, overpower. It did not prevail. And the, the Greek word here is the concept of to comprehend, to understand, so as to overtake, so as to become greater than, so as to capture. And so what this is saying is the light shines in the darkness. Brothers and sisters, do you think we live in a dark world? Yeah. The Bible says the world is fallen. Some of us in America, you know, we, we, we're used to certain moral standards that we've grown up with of civility, of right and wrong, good and evil. And we, we grieve at how we see these corroding and, and just uh, being eroded and how these standards are just vanishing. And now we have light. We, we, we exchanged, we've t- we brought on the darkness for the light. We've, we call evil good and good evil. My goodness, we see, if you watch much news or uh, the, the things that have been going on this ju- month of June as people parade around glorying in their shame, it, it, it is disgusting, it is discouraging, it is disheartening. And we say more and more, I live in a dark, dark world. And we see the way people treat one another, and we see increased acts of incivility. We see treatment of children and losing their innocence at a young age. And we say, it's dark. And sometimes we wonder, will the darkness prevail? But this verse tells us, no, it won't. 
the darkness will not prevail. The darkness will not overcome. The darkness will not take hold of the light in such a way as to overpower it. Now, I might add, this is really something, there is a spiritual battle. I've seen it so for many years on the campus that they're coming after the Bible. They're coming after Scripture. They're coming after more than just freedom to do what they want. The, 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 the people who want to live in the darkness, they know that the number one thing that stands in the way is the Word of God and the people of God, the church of God. And so this is why they want to come after the Bible, undermine the Bible, cause us to doubt the Bible. I call it opposition research. You know, in a political campaign, you you know they, they check out the opponent. They watch everything the opponent has said. They get all the video. And then they take things out of context, and they, and they make it black and white and grainy and, and put it on a TV and a commercial that makes a guy look like he's Hitler or something. How could anyone be for this person? And a lot of people fall in political campaigns for this opposition research. The same with God. The devil does that. The devil does opposition research on the Bible. Atheists and skeptics, they do opposition research on the Bible, and they want to undermine it because they realize they want to try and overcome, to, to prevail over the light. But the darkness can never overpower the light. As long as the light is shining, it always wins over the darkness. I could have been down in that dark, 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 dark cave, and if I would have just lit a lighter or, or turned on a little flashlight, that would have been brighter. That would have prevailed. Now, it may not light up the whole, the whole cave, but, the, but the, the, all the darkness in the world can't put out a flashlight or can't put out a flame. And so the darkness doesn't overcome it. Look what else it does. It's speaking, continuing on in verses 8 and 9 of John chapter 1, it speaks of John the Baptist as he, John the Baptist, was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. Hallelujah for that. What good news that we know that there's something Jesus does that enlightens every person. Now, of course, we want to tell people about him. But it has the power, the gospel has the power to save, to enlighten, to turn on the light bulb for any person. There's no one beyond God's reach. Sometimes we see things that, that are just so disgusting in how humans behave, and we think that person is beyond God's reach. Are they? Or does the gospel, the light of Jesus, enlighten every man? Hey, it reached you. It reached me. Don't think it can't reach anybody. The gospel is the power of God for salvation to all who believe, all who believe. And that's good news. If you believe, it can save you. Well, there's one other thing we want to see here, and that is this light of the world that Jesus is that will never be overcome or overtaken or overpowered by the darkness. Well, Jesus Jesus, as, as you know, he died for our sins, rose from the dead, and he's now ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. Well, what's the light now? He says this, John, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 14, you are, you are the light of the world. That's you. That's me. We're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, 
nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, you're the light of the world. We've said here before, you know, we, we all grew up learning that song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And we talked about how we've wanted to change, a friend of mine, Ryan Cavanaugh, I said, let's change the words of that song. This great, big, magnificent light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Why big, magnificent light? Because it's Christ who's in you. The light of the world is in you and me. Do you believe that? The light of the world, not just some little candle, but the light of the world, this great, big, magnificent light is living in you and wants to shine through you and let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I'll tell you this, my friends, put a smile on your face, stand up straight and tall, put your shoulders back, walk with confidence, know that God is alive in you. And God wants to shine through you. In Philippians chapter 2, it says that it is God who's at work in you, both the will and the work for his good pleasure. And then he says this, do all things without grumbling and disputing so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. Children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. Brothers and sisters, the darker it gets, the brighter we can shine. It's that simple. The darker it gets, the brighter we must shine, and the brighter we can shine, and the more we'll stand out. Believers, Christians, you and me, we got a work cut out for us. Let that big, magnificent light of yours shine. Let Jesus be your model. Walk as he walked. Talk as he talked. Live as he lived. Stand out from the crowd. Be different, because we march to a different drummer. We got the light of the world in us. Amen? Father in heaven. Thank you today for Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, who is the light of the world. Jesus, you came into the world, you came into a dark world, and the darkness cannot and never will overpower you, and it cannot and never will overpower us if we keep our eyes fixed on you, if we keep shining what you have put in us. Oh, Lord, today, this day, might we believe that you're going to shine your life through us, this great, big, magnificent light of the world that lives in us. We bless you. We love you. We give ourselves to you. We surrender to your will today so that you might shine through us like a city set on a hill, like a lamp set on the, on, on the top of the table, that we'd shine and people would glorify you because of what they see and hear from us. Pray it and bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Don't you love the Word of God? I sure do. It feeds my soul. Trust it feeds yours as well. Hey, if you're new today, welcome. I hope you'll join our community because we come here every day, 8.30 a.m. live in the morning, or you can watch later in the day uh, on the YouTube. I leave them up all the time. Or you can even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom Short or Tom the Preacher. Do you hear every day? I'm so privileged to share the word with you. Thanks for coming here. God knows you could be doing something different. You could just be watching something funny over on YouTube. 
but instead you're taking a few minutes each day to be feeding your soul. And I, I appreciate it. I know God does too. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.